And we're live, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Super impromptu uh, podcast. We have just gotten some breaking news that GM will start using Tesla's charging standard uh, in the United States so that GM is able to charge their EV vehicles at Tesla superchargers. This is on the heels of Ford announcing the same exact thing uh, last week or the week before. And uh, yeah, another player comes on and decides to use Tesla's charging network. What I'm going to do to kick this off is I'm going to replay the Twitter space where this was announced because it was so short and I think a lot of people probably have missed it. I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's roughly, what is it, nine minutes long. It's going to be super quick. So I'll go ahead and play that for you. And then if you're watching this on replay, I'll make sure to have um, chapters in the description so you can skip it in case you want to move forward. And then I'll give my thoughts. We'll have a discussion. And uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. So let me go ahead and play this uh, for you guys and make sure you can hear me okay. You can see me okay, but I'm pretty sure you can because no one is saying, Farzad, I can't hear you. So let me go ahead and play this for you. Uh, the sound might be a little low, just to give you a heads up. So you may have to turn up audio on your end, but I'll make sure to make this as loud as possible on my end so it's easy for you to listen to. So let's go ahead and listen to the announcement. It's about um, nine minutes long, and then we'll have a post uh, a post announcement discussion, and we'll read comments. Maybe we'll bring people in and give their two cents, and we'll make it into a, a, a wide-ranging discussion. Here we go. Play recording. Do make sure you confirm that you can hear the recording on your end. Thank you. So I'm going to uh, skip a little bit and get to the point where people start talking. To Twitter Spaces, it's great to okay. have you. And um... Do confirm that you can hear uh, that, where Elon was like, uh, welcome to Twitter uh, Spaces. So... Well, hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining me on Twitter Spaces. That. And hi, Elon. Thanks for joining. Absolutely. Um, welcome to, to Twitter Spaces. It's great to have you. And um, I think everyone's really excited to hear the announcement. Well, great, Elon. I'm uh, I'm really excited to join and join you on this. And, you know, when you think about what's happening in our industry, and I've been in it for 40 years, uh, this is the most exciting time when we look at this transformation to EVs. Absolutely. I think this is one of the, the great inflection points um, in, in uh, vehicles. It's, uh, I think, comparable to really the, the, the moving production line. Um, and uh, it, so it's, it's a, a profound change in the world. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I think you and I both know and, and that uh, in order to drive EV adoption, we need to have charging uh, a robust charging infrastructure. And so I'm really excited to announce our collaboration with you and with Tesla. And by the way, your team is fantastic uh, that we plan to adopt the North American charging standard. And uh, we're working really hard that our first vehicle will come in 2025. To me, what's even more exciting is that our existing EV customers can leverage uh, the 12,000 Tesla fast chargers early next spring with an adapter. So I couldn't be more excited about what this is going to do for customers and for EV adoption. That's, uh, that's great. Um, and uh, I obviously want to emphasize that you have our, our full support um, and um, we're incredibly excited to partner with you on this. It's uh, and, and just really make uh, make it a fantastic uh, electric vehicle experience, uh, whether somebody is driving um, a car from GM or from Tesla. 
Well, I agree. And I think, um, you know, I think we have a real opportunity here to um, really drive this to be the unified standard for North America, which I think will even uh, uh, enable more mass adoption. So I couldn't be more excited. Well, that's fantastic. So I think this, yeah, this is really great for consumers. Um, And um, I'm not sure people in uh, North America realize like it's really, it's a much better standard. And uh, it's, it's only one connector that automatically uh, detects whether it's uh, AC or DC, automatically adjusts for the, the, the current. Um, and it's also, um, it's light and easy to handle. And I think aesthetically is, is also preferable. Um, so um, we're, we're honored to have you uh, join us. And, and as I said, you, you will have our absolute full support. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the full support. And and what you just mentioned, I think, is one of the key reasons why uh, we're excited to be making this change because of the design and performance of the North America charging standard, you know, from an ergonomic perspective and and from a, you know, reliability, durability. So I I think it's, like I said, to me, anytime you're making a decision that is better for customers, uh, you know, it's it's better for the company as well, better for the industry. And, uh, you know, from a GM perspective, this really almost doubles access to chargers um, that GM is, has already made available. So uh, again, this is this I think is a really positive day for GM. I'm, I'm glad you feel it's great for Tesla as well. And uh, I don't know if you want to say anything else or maybe we could take some questions. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, uh, yeah, let's, I think questions would, would, would be great. Uh, do, do you want to pick people or, or how should we do it? Um, well, um, I think uh, if you have, what, why don't we start? Um, I know one of the questions we're going to be asked is why is General Motors making this change now? And uh, you know, from a from a GM perspective, as I said, you know, as we looked at this and realized we could, I, uh, you know, really address one of the biggest issues that customers are telling us is, hey, you know, I like EVs, but if it's going to be my only vehicle, I need to know that there's a robust charging infrastructure. So um, I think this be- gives us a huge huge opportunity uh, to to do something that's better for customers and to drive it to be the standard. Uh, so uh, that's why GM's making this decision. But uh, let's see if there's some other questions in the chat. Great. Um, well, it's um, I think you have host authority, so it's, it's up to you to sort of you know, pick someone and invite them to be a speaker. Um, but I, I think, uh, you know, I see a lot of a lot of uh, really um, uh, you know, great people that have that have tuned in and know know a lot about uh, the electric vehicle um, uh, industry. So I think you could almost pick almost anyone, and, and and they'll have some great questions. All right. Well, I'm looking at the chat right now, and uh, there's what I'm seeing is a lot of excitement. Uh, people are saying, "Can't wait!" Exciting. Uh, but there is one uh, question coming in that says, um, "When will the adapters be available?" And so, you know, at, we uh, plan to uh, have. Uh, adapters be available to customers early next spring. And so, again, this is coming soon, even though the vehicles will be in 25. Uh, Let's see. Another question is, uh, what would you say to someone considering an EV but is skeptical of the available charging? And I said, I would say that, you know, when you look at the fact that, you know, Tesla and Elon, you know, you have a large charging network already. And then, you know, with General Motors joining and with Ford, the three U.S. based uh, uh, auto companies are all on one standard. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's going to drive a lot of adoption, which I think will be really important. So for the customer who's skeptical of an EV, uh, I think it all just got a little better. I don't know. What do you think? 
yeah, no, absolutely. I think it, this will really help people put people's um, mind at ease. And um, yeah, we can we can focus on on one standard, and it's it's really going to be great for consumers. Um, they just won't have to worry about you know which uh, you know which which plug, which socket, which uh, charging station, um, and and uh, it'll just uh, work seamlessly. Um, so I think this is going to be just a really fundamentally great thing for the advancement of electric vehicles uh, in North America. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, here's another question. Will new GM EVs with uh, the North American charging standard be able to use a CCS charger? Uh, yes, you know, I think it is today that a Tesla consumer can do that, and those customers will be able to use an adapter with CCS chargers. And that's why I think this is so important, because it unlocks both. But I think when yeah. you look at the fact that Tesla already has the North American charging standard, and now when you look at, you know, you've got two big OEMs doing it as well, I think uh, it, it, that, that's key. That sounds great. And, and I, I do want to reiterate to, to Jim, um, owners out there, that uh, you know Tesla's not going to do anything to, to prefer uh, Tesla, so it, it really will be you know um, an even playing field. So I think people should, should feel comfortable uh, buying a Tesla or a GM car, and, and we will provide um, support equally to, to both. Um, so um, the most important thing is that we, we advance the electric vehicle revolution. I completely agree with you, Elon. And so um, I know you're super busy, so I really want to thank you for taking time to make this announcement. So I think uh, we probably should close things out. Um, but again, an important step for, for General Motors, for sure. I think something good for the customers and good for our industry. So I, I really want to thank you. And again, shout, shout out uh, thanks to your team as well. Uh, you're most welcome. It's an honor to work with you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, what do you think about that? Let's go, uh, I'll share my thoughts here, I'll pause this. Uh, this call was at 3 p.m. Central, which is about uh, 55 minutes ago as at, at the time of this live stream. And um, this was a recording, it was about nine minutes long. If you're just joining us now, uh, breaking news, GM will be using Tesla's uh, NACS standard for charging, which stands for the North America Charging Standard uh, for the next a year or two, say 2023, 2024. Uh, it, starting in the spring of next year, they'll be using uh, an adapter for all existing GM products to be able to use the Tesla supercharging network. And starting in 2025, it sounds like GM will launch a, an EV starting in those years with the NACS plug, the North American uh, charging standard, which will allow any GM car to plug in natively to a Tesla charger in the United States. So uh, what's very interesting about this announcement is that it comes just a few days after Ford and Jim Farley announced a similar partnership on Twitter as well through Twitter Spaces. Uh, that one was a little bit more interactive. Looks like Mary Barra on this one read comments, which is completely fine. And then Jim uh, and Elon were able to answer some questions live. I'm guessing Mary maybe didn't know how to work Twitter Spaces uh, like Jim did, but that's completely okay too. So I think, you know, if I give a few thoughts from my end and maybe I'll bring up some comments as well. I think this is a pretty game-changing development in the last week or two. The sort of thing that has been happening with the electric vehicle market in the, in the United States, especially if you're watching this video, you're not familiar with electric vehicles, you know, it's probably a black box, you know, of a thing. You have had Tesla sort of in the background doing its thing, selling its EVs. And now you've had in the span of a week or so, two major players 
really the two uh, biggest automakers in the United States and two of uh, the biggest automakers in the world come out and, and essentially endorse the technology that Tesla is using uh, from a charging front and partnering with a, with a much smaller company to power the electric vehicles. So, you know, this is obviously a good move for Tesla. It strengthens their brand. It strengthens the fact that, you know, they have a, a technology that other people want to use. Uh, but it also strengthens GM and Ford because now they are going to offer a charging solution, which, you know, every data point indicates that is the best one for consumers to use in the electric uh, vehicle market, which is the Tesla supercharger network. Uh, from all data points and all research, you'll know that they have the best uh, they have the best locations. They have, on average, the fastest speeds, the best availability, the best reliability, so on and so forth, versus the usual charging network GM and Ford would use, which is Electrify America and EVgo, which, you know, have good solutions, but they're not nearly as reliable or plentiful as Tesla's supercharger network. So for the consumer, I think this is a great thing. So any Mustang Mach-E owners, if you're a Ford owner, any uh, sort of uh, Cadillac Lyric owners or uh, Hummer EV owners, or even potentially Chevy Bolt owners, I'm not really sure if those cars will be compatible, but uh, it's, it's a great win for the EV consumer. But I think the overarching storyline here is that the uh, Legit it legitimizes, if I can say that word correctly, uh, I think Tesla's path of how they're approaching the electric vehicle segment. And now they're transitioning from being this sort of EV automaker exclusively to now being a provider of infrastructure for charging solutions to every automaker, essentially. You know, the, the first domino fell with Ford and not you know, more than a few days later, GM comes and jumps on the same standard. So my question becomes, who's next? You know, is is Toyota next? Uh, if they're making any EVs, which not really. Is Volkswagen next? That would be a natural next one for them to announce. BMW, Mercedes, those players you would naturally think are next. I think a brand like Rivian is an absolute no-brainer for them to jump on this uh, as a pure EV maker. Lucid, I think would they would be very smart to do this as well. So I think this is just a, a, a snowball that's just starting to roll in favor of Tesla and in favor of the North America charging standard. And now you would have to think that you know, with the three biggest automakers in the United States all agreeing to use the NACS, the North American Charging Standard, you would think that every other automaker is not going to be pressured to include this in their cars moving forward, starting, you know, with their next uh, product lines in EVs, be it Toyota or whoever else, because now everyone else is using it in the States. And if you don't do that, you're going to be at a natural disadvantage because you're, you're going to be stuck using a charging network that doesn't provide the same level of benefit that the Tesla Supercharger network does. So those are my initial thoughts. I'd love to read some of your comments, maybe uh, turn this into a conversation. Drop a comment in the section below. If you have a question or a comment, I'll pull it up and uh, we'll turn this into a, a fun little chat uh, into what it is. Actually, before I even do that, the one thing I'm interested to see is if Tesla stock has been impacted by this announcement. So let me go ahead and pull up the chart. Oh yeah, it has big time, big jump. So let me go ahead and share my screen if I remember how to use technology, which sometimes is not the case, which would be surprising because you're like, you do YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tesla is up 3.36% in after hours as of this uh, live stream. It is currently 4 p.m. Central. So it's about an hour after market has closed and the stock is up 3.39%. Uh, out of curiosity, let me see if GM is doing anything in the stock market as well. 
let's see what we got. GM is also up 3% in after hours. So this is obviously being looked at very positively by investors. And again, I think the sort of halo effect around Tesla becoming a quote unquote legitimate automaker and a legitimate player in electric vehicles, I think this is giving them a lot of just a lot of good rep, you know, a very good rep, I think, for the company. So very interesting to see where this goes. Uh, Gino, longstanding uh, supporter of the channel, says exciting times. The floodgates have opened. Um, it's happening. Stay calm. Stay calm. But, you know, that Ron Paul meme. <laughs> um, oh, my God, I read the title wrong. I thought this was a clip. I thought this was about Ford. It was last week. Now it's about GM. Uh, Ford is up a bit, too. OK, let's check and see if a Ford's um, stock ticker is also up on this news. Yeah, 0.81. Uh, 0.81%. This one could just be, you know, related to just the broader markets being up potentially, but I'm sure it's being benefited from this news in some way, shape or form. So um, yeah, let me know. Let me know if you have any questions um, and, and what your thoughts are in the comment section below. Uh, if if you're, um, maybe I'll have some people jump on too while we're on here. If there's anyone who wants to jump on and have a chat uh, from the community, I'll post a link to this live stream and see who would want to come up. So I'll do that in our private Discord, uh, which you can join by clicking on join right below this video. And maybe we'll turn this into a chat. Um, if anyone wants to jump on. Okay, and we'll make it into an impromptu, impromptu discussion because that's what we do. We're just a bunch of crazy people. Ishan, thank you so much, brother, for your support. Um, $110, just getting rupees. Thank you so much, brother. Tesla will now sell superchargers to Ford and GM to install at dealerships at 25 to 40% of what it costs them now. $1 billion business to the moon. Yeah, this is an interesting angle here. Now that a lot of people are, uh, a lot of automakers are starting to jump on the Tesla standard. You know, Tesla is at a position now where they could leverage their, um, you know, their infrastructure I guess, advantage here and make their supercharger network ubiquitous with EV charging. And so think about what that impact has, you know, anywhere, anytime a EV driver, be it a Ford driver, a GM driver, a Toyota driver, if this really does become the standard, which at this point, it's, it would be a no brainer for these folks to take on. At that point, every time you pull up to a charger, it will say Tesla, right? On the on the charging thing, and then you'll be surrounded by an army of Teslas <laughs> while you charge your car. So you can see how this is incredibly beneficial for 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 Tesla, the company, and you know how Tesla decides to create this into a, a business will be interesting to watch. But as a as a as a business decision, this is a this is an absolute no brainer. Just make the chargers go everywhere, and if you have an EV, you have no choice but to charge at a Tesla charger. So it's um yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, I really wonder how these ch changes will really help Tesla long term. I see how this helps GM and Ford, but what is the benefit for Teslas? Uh, kind of what I, what I just said. You know, I think there is a, a huge benefit from the standpoint of um, just if you're at a Tesla charger, you're going to be surrounded by Tesla cars and the Tesla brand. And so if you're an EV customer, you're automatically going to be exposed to Tesla's 24-7, uh, every time you charge, rather. And then in addition to Tesla financially benefiting from this by people charging at Tesla stations and Tesla getting a cut of that. So, all right, we got Ishan. Ishan had to be on camera, too. Hey, What's yeah. up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, I got your live stream, man. Okay. Shouldn't you be sleeping right now? It's like like 4 o'clock over there, isn't it? So late. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think you're frozen on the, on the screen. Okay, okay, there you go. Okay, what's, what's yeah. your thoughts? Such a big news, man. Such a big news. I think um, 
third was you know uh, being the first one to sort of uh, get into uh, the NACS was great, but you know three makes a party. So um, I think the first thing that's going to happen. I'm sorry, Ishan, Can you fix your mic? Are you? Are, what kind of mic are you on? You're like super muddy. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe you were too close to it. It's kind of tough to understand you. Yeah. While uh, Ishan fixes that, let me go ahead one? and. Um, Oh, oh, much this. better. Much better. Uh, yeah. 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 No, so I was saying that, you know, I think the first thing that's going to happen is that uh, these three automakers and probably others who's, who are going to join in, uh, they're going to petition uh, that the IRA credits for um, charging infrastructure is now also given to NACS, which was just CCS before. So now the cost of building a supercharger is all the more less because you don't have to make that additional plug and all of the associated costs uh, you know, that go with it. So I think that's uh, the first thing. The second thing is each and every um, supercharger that Tesla is installing uh, is now covered under this thing. So I think Tesla stands to benefit a lot. Uh, then I think Tesla's just going to sell superchargers, man. Uh, especially yeah. to you know, GM and Ford, their dealers. They're going to buy and let's say three a pop or four a pop, uh, you know, going into each dealer at let's say 75,000 a uh, supercharger. I mean, uh, it was costing four dealers what half a million dollars to install two, so you know, 250k a supercharger. I think, um, this is well, I see this becoming another billion dollar business for Tesla like real quick. Yeah, I think Everything I think there's a it's just paint on top. Yeah. It really does feel like Tesla has sort of put their like their chess pieces on the board and it's just now it's just letting the time pass, you know. I think if if you've been following the EV story closely, you've been following the Tesla story closely, this was one going to be this was going to be one of those like thesis points was that at some point everyone else is going to have to jump on the wagon and if they do jump on the wagon, they're going to have to live in Tesla's world and not their own world because Tesla is the expert in this field and uh, these traditional automakers are just not well suited to make this happen, you know? And so this is probably one of many, you know, it starts with chargers and we talk about this in our community all the time. It starts with chargers, then it goes to software, then it goes to self-driving, then it goes to supply chain, then it goes to raw materials, right? So it's like now the doors have been opened and now it's about, okay, what else can we do together that's gonna be beneficial for both parties? It's fascinating. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Super crazy stuff. Um, think, let me go ahead uh, and uh, yeah, let me go, go ahead, ahead and pull ahead. up a comment here real quick. Yeah, yeah. So from Mark, uh, the real question is, will we see a net increase in superchargers across the four current Tesla owners as more money flows into the network? Or will there be access problems in high usage areas? I think this was interesting because now that we have, you know, now that we have the ability to... Um, you know, now that Tesla has the ability to have other automakers use theirs, it's a huge incentive for them. As my dog has allergies in the background, I don't know if you can hear the poor Chihuahua there. <laughs> he gets allergies sometimes. Um, they have a huge incentive now to ramp it up because now for every EV that exists uh, in in the in the U.S., that means that Tesla is going to be able to take a cut from that. Um, they're they're going to be able to say, okay, Ford Mach-E owner. 
we view you as a customer because we have the, the best charging network. So every time you buy a Ford, we get money. And then the more chargers we have, that means the more EV customers can use our chargers and it creates this compounding effect. But now it's GM and it'll probably be BMW and it'll probably be Mercedes and Toyota and Nissan and just go down the list, you know? So do you, how do you think about this and question? It's, it's, it's not just charging, right? Um, with the NACS, uh, think about it. Currently in Texas, uh, two years down down the line, maybe half of the U.S. Um, Tesla charging, you know, free overnight charging can go to any vehicle uh, th that has NACS. So that's bringing people in into Tesla energy, and that's a money maker, right? Um, it gets people into you know buy more Powerballs, buy more solar, expands the Tesla energy network. Um, the net worth of energy companies like the top 10 energy companies in the world versus the top 10 car makers uh, in the world is 10x. The energy market is 10 times the size of the car market, right? <clears throat> so, I mean, it's just a small lever that I think Tesla is pulling uh, to basically get people into something like Tesla energy, to get people into software. You're right, you know, uh, licensing yeah. FSD is probably... See, all of that hardware that Tesla has, getting them into um, GM or Ford vehicles is probably going to be a while, you know, maybe 27, uh, I think, best case scenario. Uh, but what it does is there are quite a few things in the meantime that just the exposure to Tesla is going to help. And it's not just charging. It's not just, you know, the dollars per kilowatt hour. I mean, that's a very small, if you think about it, right, um, on an average, a person you know, charges uh, at home 80% of the time and charging costs are 1000 to uh, $1,200 a year. So you're talking about spending anywhere between 300 to $400 maximum if you travel a lot on uh, highways, right? And then it's like energy is a low margin, like selling energy is a low margin game when it comes to superchargers, right? So that's not a lot of money. What it is on, on the flip side is people getting into these other things that Tesla is looking to sell, you know, be it solar, be it energy, uh, be it uh, power walls. And power walls are now available without uh, solar. So, you know, that's that's a great pull. That's a $13,000 product with probably a 25 to 30% margin. And that's uh, something that a lot of people can afford now. Right. So I think that's those are some of the. Uh, second order effects that we'll start seeing very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100% agree with what you just said. Uh, welcome in Noah Sargent from CorporateStreams.com. If you follow this channel and you watch the uh, the event after Tesla's Investor Day at Clive Bar, this man and his company produced the entire thing. It's him. So if you want your own solution for whatever you're working on, CorporateStreams.com CorporateStreams.com, CorporateStreams.com. Let me go ahead and pull up this comment real quick, and then I'll go to Noah and get his thoughts. Uh, thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat, Drew. Likelihood that Tesla will have spin off their energy business, including their charging business, to avoid being a monopoly. I mean, I think, um, you know, if, if there's no competing charging standard in the U.S., then, you know, they may have to do some weird stuff to avoid any monopoly lawsuits. But I really think with the trend that Tesla is on right now, some of their long-term threats is monopoly risk more than anything. Uh, 
uh, which is kind of fascinating to think about. Um, Noah, let's go to you. How uh, how do you think about what do you think about this news? How you doing, brother? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm sure you're busy as hell. What's going on? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No, I'm super excited to hear about GM. It feels like it's a, a domino effect now, right? So Ford and then GM and like, man, I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. I mean. I had kind of a thought for us too is like, do we think it's because GM is a US based company that like they were the second mover, so to speak, you know, after Ford? And like, I, I would assume that it would be kind of a slower rollout for the other manufacturers who are, um, you know, ha have more influence in other markets like the European market or what have you. Um, I don't know. What do y'all think of that? As far as like what, how much longer are they going to take to come on? Yeah, like Volkswagen and um, other like. Uh, manufacturers who aren't like U.S. based per se. You I know? see. Like, yeah. I mean, I think if if you're a large automaker and you're selling EVs in the states and you're not going to be on NACS right now, like if you don't announce something, like you're immediately at a competitive disadvantage because okay. now it's not just Tesla that has the better charging network; it's also GM and Ford. So if you know, uh, it's funny because I was recording a video with my with my media guy David that we were going to launch on Sunday, talking about when is the next domino to fall. And then literally after I get off the call and he starts working on it, this thing gets announced. I'm like, okay, David, looks like we're going to have to scrap it. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I think the dominoes. I think it's like I'm going to make a very uh, a very crazy prediction potentially, and I would love to get your reaction. I'll throw it to you, Ishan. Um, I think every major automaker will have announced NACS standard by the end of the summer in the U.S. I, I totally agree. Uh, but what I want to touch upon is the announcements are nice to have, you know, in a polite sense of uh, saying it. But uh, when do we really get the NACS plug in the vehicles? Uh, Ford has been very um, strong. Looks like Ishan needs stronger internet. Get the plug in by there he is. 2025. Yeah, sorry. You're super laggy. Uh, yeah, okay, no. you're back. Okay. So I was just saying that, you know, the question is when do we actually get the plugs in the cars? So, you know, Ford was very clear on the on their timelines. GM, not so much. Kind of expected that. Uh, but if you think of it from a strategic point of view, I would think that, you know, Hyundai is uh, scrambling. You know, uh, they're going to their drawing board they have a factory coming up in the us i think you know any vehicle that rolls out of that factory will have that plug um rivian you know lucid is small but still you know it has a brand rivian i think can switch pretty quickly it's a pretty agile company um stellantis i think will you know i think stellantis is the probably the only one <laughs> who might uh, make your statement untrue farsa Perhaps, per perhaps you're right. Perhaps. Uh, well, welcome in, uh, Yashu, Yashu from Hit That Bid, my uh, my Canadian brother from another mother. Uh, yes. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm super happy to have him on. Yashu, what are what are your thoughts here, man? Did did Mary finally lead? Where are we at? Oh, guys, finally. Well, good to see all of you. Um, I it's it's funny because I was looking. We're all kind of trying to deci uh, decipher for the last couple of weeks. Like, what is up with the stock price? Like, why why does the stock price keep rallying in the face of market? just being average to mid, even when NVIDIA was ripping, AI was 
the hot shot topic. Even then, Tesla wasn't even ripping as much as I thought it would. And then for the last little bit, we've been seeing these gradual updates, updates. And even after hours, I think two or three days ago, when we saw that one or 2% update after hours, everyone's like, what? This comes out of nowhere. Volume is high. So I think if there's one thing we learned today, it's that no one in the White House or GM or Ford can keep their mouth shut. Obviously, people are buying and selling, buying mostly in this case, Tesla in anticipation for this rumor. After hours, Tesla's up 3%. And it goes to show you that the market sometimes can be rigged against the regular retail folk. People obviously knew about it. I don't know. I it, Someone would... I, someone would be hard pressed to explain to me any other rationale other than insiders knowing about this news coming out with the relative strength of Tesla. So uh, long story short, is this, uh, I, I'm kind of trying to toy with this a little bit. Is this, is this the last partnership? I know you guys are talking about a couple of different companies. I don't see how Rivian puts their face out there and says, yeah, we're going to be joining Tesla's network yet. I think Rivian tries probably tries to go it alone. Uh, I think they have a lot of uh, ego still tied on with their Amazon uh, investment. Uh, and I think they might actually be able to do it. Lucid maybe, but I mean, there's like what, 10 Lucids in the whole world or something like that. So I, I just don't know if any other partnership right now makes sense. Volkswagen, perhaps if Herbert Deese was still around. Uh, but again, now it's going to kind of be like, it, I, I think the commonality here with the charging network has been American brands. And I'm not sure who's next or if there is even a next because Mary did say um, are kind of didn't she say like top three are, are kind of or she kind of referred to them together as one group. So I'm not sure who's next. But what do you think about the notion, though, that if you don't announce uh, a charging stand like NACS, you're immediately at a huge disadvantage because now you're not just losing the Tesla. Now you're losing to Ford yeah. and GM. Don't you, don't you think that's yeah. going to push the hand of these folks? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it makes sense because I, I mean, I hear it day to day. I I know someone that has a Maki that I haven't spoken to since the Ford partnership came out, but I'd be curious to get his take on it now because that was one of the gripes that he had. He's like, my Maki is is average to low range. Like he's like, what? Yeah, he's like, by the time I, I drive on the highway, my, my efficiency is not that awesome. Like I don't get a, a lot of range out of my Maki, and so I'd be curious to see if that changes him wanting to keep his Maki, right? Because this is the guy that wanted to sell his Maki and look into some sort of a Tesla, maybe, or actually go back to gas. Um, but you're right now it's, now it's like this, uh, conglomerate that you have to fight against that was just Tesla, but now it's Tesla plus four plus GM. Uh, but to be fair, other than, I mean, there's not a lot of unit volumes happening, um, other than Tesla still, maybe this helps them. For sure. And when you think of like non Tesla EVs, like that's kind of how I have it branded in my mind. And it's obviously yeah. in Tesla's favor when you think of like non Tesla EVs, um, I was looking at vans specifically like the e-sprinter that really caught my eye because the range um and obviously ford the ford transit e-transit has sold more than um you know any other electric van at this point and so um until the announcement you know the, the charging standard announcement i was heavily looking at mercedes benz and probably ordering two or three for my company um but then ford made the announcement and the mileage i think um the max range on the Mercedes was like 250, I want to say, and then the Ford is maybe 150. But then I was hmm. thinking about it. I was like, would I rather have the supercharger network 
or would I yeah. rather have more range? And to be completely honest, I would rather have the supercharger network. Like that was a deciding yeah. factor for me as a small business owner. Like I would rather have the Ford. And so now that GM is also, you know, humping, jumping on the, the um, standard, you know, whatever the standard's called. <laughs> um, I, thank you. I'm hoping that other automakers will also um, move, move in that okay. direction as well. See, at some point, there's an inflection point, right? Um, Hyundai, Hyundai Kia, right? Uh, it was basically the same company. I think they're going to move next because it really doesn't make sense. They are, you know, they're not beholden to anybody. They will absolutely choose whichever is the better option for them to go to. Till date, NACS was not an option. But now that it's been open source, people are moving. Um, I think Hyundai Kia will be next. Then um, GM and Honda have a partnership uh, on a platform. So I think Honda will come. Uh, they're building an EV together. So I believe Honda will come. And where Honda goes, Nissan goes. So, uh, and by extension, you know, Nissan is like the Renault-Nissan um, conglomerate again. Uh, I think you'll start seeing eventually people going the Toyota way, we're going to do both, right? Uh, especially, you know, uh, the European ones, you know, be it Volkswagen or Mercedes. Um, I believe they will uh, provide NACS for North America and, or at least an adapter, and they'll have CCS as the primary one in their home markets. Uh, because there is, at the end of the day, no reason to not give their customers access to the better charging network. You know, I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, when it comes to plugs and reliability, Tesla is uh, more than the rest of the supercharging networks combined. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you yeah. know, that sounds I would right. say it completely right. doubles. Yeah, it, it, it doubles uh, the charging availability for any car that's moving to NCS. Yes, and Last point I'll make, I have to hop off here, is that Elon said this multiple times, but he's said, look, you don't need past a certain amount of range. Uh, you know, putting in more battery past a certain power, the, uh, past a certain amount of range, is th that marginal benefit is 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 nothing. And so if you, the supercharger network is so crucial because, you know, when we did our long road trip for 12 hours for our 12 hour drive, it wasn't that we were charging, we were getting there 10 or 20% battery and we were charging to 100% before we left. We, we, we were arriving there at 10 or 20% and charging to 50, 60, just enough to get us to that next stop. And so that marginal time difference you make up in, in the speed of charge. So I think you don't need the, the actual battery size to be that big for 95% of people's use cases day to day. So everyone has this kind of uh, fight over who can get the most range. And I think that's the wrong battle to pick. The, I think the better battle pick is if you ever needed range um, in a jiffy, could you get it? And that's what the supercharging network is so um, underestimated uh, or, or, or underappreciated for, I think, but starting to get there at least. Uh, yeah. Love the show. Love the discussion. I'll continue to listen, but I have to hop off here. Take care, guys. Bye, Yashu. You look so dashing, by the way, you handsome devil. <laughs> wow. Thank you. What a compliment from Farzad. That means a lot. <laughs> Take care. See, ya. See you later, brother. Good enough. No, yeah, I was going to mention, I have another story similar to Yashu's in the sense of uh, my wife and I took our first road trip in our Model Y about three, four weeks ago. And 
we went up to Utah and then we went to Boise, Idaho and back down, right? So three, three different cities. At first, you know, I was fairly confident because I've been a Tesla fan since about 2020, like a strong fan. Um, and so I was trying to convince her. I was like, look, it's not going to be that difficult. Like we could chart the route and know ahead of time how long we're going to stop in each area. Um, and so it really took, you know, butts and seats, like Zach and Jesse would always say, uh, my wife, and um, to have her go along this road trip with you know, together for us to do that together for her to see that like, it isn't as stressful as you would think it is. And those stops, um, aren't as long as you would expect them to be either. I think the longest we stopped was maybe 25, 30 minutes. And what was interesting is like, you got into this rhythm of like drive for three, two, three hours, and then you get out and walk around and stop. You actually, at least for me, I actually looked forward to those breaks and those times we could walk and do things. And we played um, little Sudoku games and stuff on the Tesla. So the whole experience I thought was like night and day between a traditional car road trip and, um, you know, going with the Tesla. And then to level that up again, like we had the full self-driving, right? And 11.4 <laughs> and like 95% of the time, like 98% of the time we had it on and it was just beautiful you know we were not stressed we weren't tired at the end of the road trip like we were both very comfortable um it did take a little bit for my wife to get used to you know because she's she kind of was fearful of it and didn't think that it was going to work as well but um probably two or three hours in she finally got used to using it and she kind of learned when it was going to work and when she wanted to take back over because she felt uncomfortable but that whole experience was just phenomenal to me um and i could just remember when you were talking to brandon uh, a couple days ago on uh, your live stream farzad y'all were talking about you know uh, most people think it's like such a crucial thing you need all these charging things and you need this whole infrastructure like i'm proof yashu and all of us are proof that like the structure's there like we're already at that point you know yeah I think I think this this is our phenomenal points, and I hundred percent agree with you with like the the road trip stories. We've experienced the same exact thing. Is like I, I think folks that are not familiar with EVs just don't realize how fast charging is now. You know, to the point where by the time you're going to stop anyway, and by the time you're going to get back in your car anyway, you might have to do an additional five minute wait if if you're you know if you really have to push for time. There is there is two things I want to sort of mention, and then let's start wrapping it up and continue our discussion tomorrow in our community forum at 1 p.m. Central. We'll let this marinate in our heads a little bit longer, and then we'll, I mean, this is going to be completely nuts. And I'm already thinking of the title for tomorrow's video, which I think I came up with it already. Um, this announcement feels vastly different than the Ford one. The Ford one felt like, to me, and I would love to hear your thoughts, for, to, to me, the Ford one was... Wow, Ford is so smart. Ford gets it. Jim gets it. Great partnership. They're going to go in together. It's going to be awesome. I wonder how long the other automakers will announce it. And then what was it? It hasn't even been a week. When did Jim and Elon talk? It was like last week sometime, right? It was. It, it feels very recent, like extremely recent. And now GM comes out and says the same exact thing. And now you're like, okay. So this isn't just a one-off thing. This is something that if you are Ford's competitor, you were compelled to come out a week later. Is my poor dog still has allergies? <laughs> you were compelled to come out a, a week later and announce the same exact thing. So you're not at a disadvantage. And again, this is a great call by GM and, 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 and Mary. So it feels different. It feels like a, a tide has shifted. It's not a one-off. It's an industry-wide adoption. 
So that's the beginning of that. So then it's very easy to project out, I believe, what does this mean for the rest of the EV market? And like we discussed before, it's it's I think it's logical to, to conclude that if Ford and GM are on, everyone else will be at some point and it might happen sooner than not. And then the second point is that if I swear to God, if somebody says Tesla is only a car company, I'm going to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. But it's like it's so it's we're such a we're such a, at a point here that you know, Tesla is not just a car company. Tesla is a car company and at the very least, at the very least, an infrastructure company. And I would argue, and I think everybody here would also argue, an AI company. This this whole notion of Tesla is a car company, we need to throw it out in a bucket. I don't care if you're Tesla bear or Tesla bull, just it's not a car company. It's much more than that. And I think these moves prove it. Your thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up. I just hear Stephen Mark Ryan in my head. Tesla's not a car company. You know, this little <laughs> mock thing. Shout out Stephen Mark Ryan. Ishan, any thoughts? Yeah. So, when I, of course, I do agree with you completely. Um, my head actually spun while you were talking, you know, on another direction. Why did GM marry, uh, come and make this announcement? within such a short span of Ford doing it. And like you said, the style of the announcement, I mean, the Ford announcement was upbeat. There was, you know, lots of things said, lots of questions answered. Um, not the case with GM. It was, it felt forced, right? So yeah, I mean, leaves a lot of open questions. Yeah. I'm curious Agreed. too, if like the time frame, because, you know, um, the CEO of Ford mentioned that um, Farley mentioned that it took m several months for them to come up with this agreement. Exactly. Like, yeah. Whereas this one feels like you're saying it, maybe it's more reactionary. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get that true answer if, if it, if it was, but like, I don't know, it, maybe that's better I versus the other thought the of like this. Go ahead, go ahead. I think the negotiations have been on for a while, mm -hmm. but what really pushed it over the edge for GM was the Ford announcement. Like they probably had like, you know, 80% of the terms agreed upon, but 20% not agreed upon. But now that Ford has done it, they've, you know, uh, beat them to the punch. Uh, it probably, you know, just pushed the deal through. Um, I think there might be conversations on with, you know, Stellantis and Hyundai Kia and probably not Toyota. Uh, they're just too stubborn for that. Um, maybe Stellantis as well, but uh, and, and and a few others, uh, you know, but I think I think Mary knew that something like this is gonna come. It was just you know who announces first. I see kind of like GM sitting in the back seat, you know, they're this back seat leader, just making all the decisions and telling us after the cars turn left, yeah, turn left. The car turns right, turn right. You know, that's kind of how I see yeah. that. <laughs> that's amazing. A lot of a uh, lot of Mary Barra related merch that can be created. But honestly, like like in closing, I would say that, you know, I, I really think this is a great call by GM. I think Mary uh, did the right thing for the company. I think she should be applauded. So honestly, Mary, great job. Great job, GM leadership. It's uh, fantastic. And big props to Tessa for making this happen. And uh, yeah, it's a very interesting time in the EV space. I think this is going to have is going to send some shockwaves through the uh, entire auto market and uh, we'll see where it, where, uh, where we go. Any parting words before we wrap this sucker up? I have one, or but forever no hold your peace. 
Okay, Noah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I miss you guys. I'm sorry I haven't been around as much. We miss you too. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's been fun. I've, I'm up to um, three full-timers and seven part-time employees at this point. And so it's just been onboarding and scaling up from a company perspective. It's like six, seven months ago, it was like just part-timers. So oh my God. we're growing. We're growing. It's just... I'm so know, happy to hear so. that, man. Thanks, man. So, so where can people find your uh, your awesome production company, Noah? Thank you. CorporateStreams.com. We focus on um, corporate communication events, so C-suite folks who need to communicate to their teams. That's kind of our niche within media. So we set up the lighting, camera, audio, all that fun stuff. So and we had a blast yeah. with Farzad in Austin, um, and hopefully there'll be more to come from that. We'll see. Heck yeah, dude! Like the, the so yeah. again, if you if you join this late, uh, the the event after Investor Day where we did the live panel from from uh, Clive Barr, it was all Noah and his team. Absolutely mind blowing. CorporateStreams.com, CorporateStreams.com. Ishan, go ahead. Corporate Streams is the official Tesla community streaming. Platform. Official sponsor yeah. of the Farza Mesbahi YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to leave one question to marinate overnight. Um, how many bricks did the UAW crack? How many what? Bricks did the okay. UAW crack? How many bricks did they crap? Did they shit? I don't understand the question. How much pain is UAW in? They hate Tesla. Oh, remember? oh, sure. Okay. I get it. Okay. I don't, I've never heard that phrase in that way, but thank you for enlightening me. Um, I mean, shitting bricks is basically, imagine shitting bricks. What's it going to do to your butt up? I'm so sorry. I thought you said breaks. I'm so sorry, dude. My bad. Breaks. How many, how many bricks that has, okay, I got it. Well, let me, let me go to sleep. Instead of counting sheep, sheep, I'm going to count bricks and I'll give you the answer tomorrow. How's that sound? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Ishan. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Yashu, for jumping on earlier. Uh, yeah, uh, join us tomorrow, 1 p.m. Central. This discussion will continue. We'll think about the bricks overnight, and we'll come back with our answer. Have yours handy, okay? All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. I don't have producer wife. Let's see if I do this correctly. Take it easy, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>